1: there are a few household brands with the name recognition of WD 40. From the garage to the machine shop, WD 40 is the go to for everyone, from handy men and handy women to industrial engineers. I know that on my ranch in South Dakota, it's, I carry it around in my four wheeler and my tractor because I'm using it all the time. I mean, All the time. In fact, I just ran out this weekend. I might have to go get another one. So keeping a brand like this moving is the job of today's guest, Gary Ridge. Not only has Gary been the CEO and chairman of WD-40 since 1997, He's also written several books, served as an adjunct professor at San Diego State University, and speaks regularly about the soul-sucking CEO. We're going to get into that in this interview. you hear some great stuff and some great one-liners and some real, real learnings from Gary. So, Gary, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazel. Hey, good day, Jeffrey. It's just great to be with you. Wow, I'm telling you you got a lot of energy being in that company cuz you've been with WD-40 since I think 1987 and you became CEO 10 years later. My first question is how did a guy from Australia, you know, end up at WD-40?
2: Well, I'm um, it's cuz I'm consciously incompetent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? (laughs) Yeah. I work for the WD-40 licensee in Australia. And um, in 1987, that license was changing. And uh, I got to know the folks in uh, WD-40 in San Diego. And uh, I got a call one day and they said, hey, Gary, uh, you know, we're going to open a subsidiary in Australia. Would you like to do that? And My dad was an engineer and I remember that evening going home to dad and I said, you know, dad, I've I've been offered to actually go work for WD-40 company itself. And he said, you can't go wrong with that stuff, son. So I guess he was right.
1: That was good. (laughs) And you get a thumbs up from your dad. That's kind of a good nod, right? That's That's it. Yeah. That's a good one. Who did you most identify growing up with, your dad or your mom? Both. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
2: for different reasons. You know, my my dad was very organized. He worked for the same company for 50 years yeah. from when he was 50. Wow. He was born in 1907. He was a fitter and turner and then became an engineer. And he worked for the same company for 50 years so he he taught me some le- light lessons in life you know a fair day's work for a fair day's pay a man's w- word is a man's bond yeah. you know be reliable whatever My mom, on the other hand, was an adventurer you know she uh, she was the, the wilder one of you know wanting to be here there and everywhere so I, I both of them added a lot of value um, and I I, uh, I miss them, but they're with me every day.
1: Yeah, that's, it's always something I was thinking back this weekend, what I've taken and learned from my parents. And that's always a good thing. So Let's, let's talk about WD-40s. Uh, How did it get started? And why, why, and why would you call the company WD-40? Because in, in today's world, everybody go, that's nuts. That's nuts. So,
2: or you'd, or you'd pay an agency millions of dollars to come up with a better name, right? Yeah. Back in 1953, the company was called Rocket Chemical Company. There was a problem with condensation and corrosion in the umbilical cord of the Atlas space rocket. The chemists got together and started to mix up stuff to try and solve the problem. Fortunately, they were into having learning moments back then because 39 of the formulas didn't work. The 40th one worked. And it was born on September 23, 1953, as WD, Water Displacer 40th Formula.
1: And and, and thus, the, the legend was born. Thus, the legend was born. Do you, Now, so I worked at Kodak, and of course, we had Kodachrome, and I had to retire that name back when I was the CMO about 10, 10 years ago. Have you changed the formula? Is the formula changed since then?
2: Uh, in essence, no. Um, it's a secret formula. It was never patented, so we've never had to disclose it. In fact, it's locked in a, in a vault, written on a styro styro note in pencil. Mm. Um, the core ingredients haven't really changed. We've changed the formula over time to meet VOC regulations, which yeah. is really the carrier for the product. Mm-hmm. But there's about six or seven secret ingredients that go into the formula. One of the one of the proprietary ingredients is actually a fragrance. We actually add that smell that you get from WD-40. It's yeah. actually intentional. Um, that's a, a fragrance that we add to the product.
1: Is that right? And who decided to add that?
2: And when did you add that? It was added early in the in the in the process of of developing the product. And I don't know why. Maybe someone said, "Hey." We want it to smell a little different so yeah this other flavor.
1: stuff stinks let's smell yeah. different yeah let's make it smell nice yeah do you, by the way that little that little formula it's written down and it's in the vault do you, have you held it have you taken it out of the vault and hold it held it
2: I've taken it out twice I, you know i'm I'm pretty crazy sometimes for our 50th birthday I took it out of the vault I flew it to New York. And I got dressed in a suit of armor and I rode a horse in a suit of armor into Times Square with the formula to, uh, to open the NASDAQ stock exchange. And what really disappointed me was it was the guy with the guitar and the underpants who was paid more attention, but there's <laughs> the naked pitch- cowboy.
1: Yeah. He does yeah. get a lot of attention. But someone
2: said to me, will you, will you ride a horse in Times Square? I said, of course I'm an Australian. Of course I can ride. Of a course
1: horse. you will do it. Yeah.
2: And I have a picture of me on this big old horse, right? In a suit of armor um, in, in, in in NASDAQ. So that was fun. The uh, second time I took it out was just uh, last year, our 65th anniversary. We wow. actually moved it from one bank vault to another. So I had armored cars turn up at one bank and I had it uh, handcuffed to my wrist in a briefcase and I had That's security cool. guards and we took it from one and I actually rode in the back of an armored car um, and uh, and took it to a new bank vault and we deposited
1: it there. Not that you you can't miss out on a good publicity stunt, right? I mean, why waste it, right? You want to do those things. It's important. It's it's an important thing. I have a question, Gary. I think I can ask you this. Did you go commando in that knight of armor or did you actually wear clothes underneath it?
2: You know, I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing I had a pair of jocks on
1: yeah well done well well done and uh, i won't even ask you if you sprayed yourself with wd 40 because i i haven't i have a feeling that you probably did before you got into the armor. but nonetheless <laughs> let me ask you about this i want to talk to you about culture because i i've really watched a lot of your videos a book and and you've just really done a great job and and the culture of the company but before i ask that let me take a quick break and i'll be right back after this message
0: c-suite radio
1: Hey, we are back, and we're live casting right here on LinkedIn and Facebook as we bring you all business with Jeffrey Hazel right here on C Suite Radio, and of course, we're the world's largest, uh, biggest uh, podcast network for businesses. So, thanks so very much for being a part of it. I'm talking to Gary Ridge, the CEO and Chairman of WD40. We're talking about all things. All things uh, water displacement. That's what the original name from the WD comes from. And the 40's, is the 40th uh, try that they did it. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't always work when you first try something. You got to try again and again. This time it turned out to be 40 and 40 was the lucky number. I asked him right before the break about um, culture. We all know that culture eats strategy for lunch. So how important is culture in an organization and especially for your company? Oh, it's the biggest
2: asset. You know, Aristotle said in 384 BC, pleasure in the job puts perfection in the work. We just unfortunately haven't worked that out. And, you know, it's a shame that most people who go to work every day only know they're doing a good job because no one yelled at them. And, you know, we've got Mm -hmm. an algorithm for culture. Culture equals values plus behavior times consistency. So our job as leaders is to create the best possible place we can. Because if you take that that statement of culture, each strategy for breakfast, let me put this to you. Let's say you had a culture, a, a strategy that you gauged as 90 out of a hundred. Yeah. And let's say your culture was 10, 10 times 90 is 900. But if your culture or your employee engagement or the will of your people was 90 and your strategy was 90, 90 times 90 is 8,100. So I don't understand why dumb people out there don't get it, that our job as leaders is to create a place where people go to work every day. They make a contribution to something bigger than themselves. They learn something new. They're set free and protected by a set of values and they go home happy. That's our job as leaders. And no more is it any more important today than ever before as we're going through this oh, yeah. amazing learning experience that we're going through as leaders.
1: So why do we miss that? Why do we miss that, Gary? I mean, why do, see, I, I wake up every. I think you're probably the same way. I go to bed every night hoping I'll hurry up and sleep so I can get going the next day. I mean, I just feel like that every day, not almost every day. Some days are bad. You know, some days are rough. You know, you know that too, as a CEO, you carry that with, you carry that burden. You know, it's like my wife once said, I was involved in a lawsuit on a publicly traded company. And she said, and she said, you're no longer on the company. Why are you still involved? I said, because it's what good people do, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's what we we're responsible. So why do you think, why do you think most CEOs miss it? The values that, uh, you know, values play such an important part of that?
2: I think there's a few reasons, Jeffrey. Number one, they're playing the finite game instead of the infinite game.
1: Mm.
2: Business is about playing the infinite game. Number two is I think their ego eats their empathy instead of their empathy eating their ego. Mm. Um, they 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 want to be the one. Um, so I think those, are, and, and the other one I think is fear. Um, they're afraid. Um, you know, I, I, as I said, I'm consciously incompetent. In most situations, I'm probably wrong and roughly right. And I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I need to bring the best people around me to help us be successful. Uh, my job as a coach is not to mark people's papers. It's to help them get A's. So, you know, that's really what, what it's all about for me is, uh, is to help people get A's.
1: So how do you get people to, to want to do what you want to do? Cause there's a lot of personality types who are like captains of no champions of no, right? How do you get them to want to do the things you want to do? You can't
2: make anybody do anything.
1: What you have to do is have a purpose
2: or a just cause that they are happy to be part of. Like our just cause at WD-40 is to make life better at work and at home. Mm -hmm. So we want to make the life of our tribe members, we call ourselves a tribe, not a team, better at work. Mm-hmm. and at home. And we want to make life better for those who use our products at work and at home. Yeah. Jeffrey, I made your life better. Unfortunately, you're out of stock right now. And we've got to yeah. get that fixed. We'll you're fix that. Get yourself that. Yeah. down the store, right?
1: I'll get, I'll get over to Ace Hardware. Nyberg's Ace go. Hardware. They carry it all the time.
2: That's it. So, you know, I think it's, and it's a commitment. You know, we, our purpose in life is to make people happy. You know, and, and if we can't make them happy, at least don't hurt them. The Dalai Lama said that many years ago. So, you know, I, I think that as we, and I don't have a job. I have a purpose. Mm -hmm. I don't see what I do every day as a job. I see it as a purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm create, creating positive lasting memories is, is really important.
1: When did you get that instilled in you?
2: I grew into it when I became Mm -hmm. CEO back in 1997 you know, it was kind of like a, oh, what well, moment for me? Oh, what do yeah. I do now? Here yeah. I am, you know, an Aussie, only been in the States for three years. And now I'm the CEO of a public company.
0: Yeah.
2: I'd never been to Wall Street. I didn't know what this was about. And back then we were about a fifth of the size we are now in revenue and a tenth of the size we are in market cap. And we had a dream. Our dream was we're going to take the blue and yellow can with the little red top to the world because having been responsible for our international business, I saw that there were lots of squeaks in China and lots of rust in Russia, and we were just the boys and girls to take care of that. Mm. But how were we – I couldn't micromanage that. I realized that micromanagement wasn't scalable. So anyhow, I went back to school. I went to the University of San Diego. I did a master's degree in leadership. That's where I met my dear friend, Ken Blanchard, He's oh, yeah. my, my professor, my mentor. And we, I was on his board for 10 years after that. And I really learned the power of servant leadership about our job is to empower others to do their best work. And I started to practice it in the organization and it started to work and we, we started to grow. And now we operate in 176 countries around the world. We, we've taken our employee engagement from 43% to 93%. And 98% of our tribe members say they love to tell people they work at WD40 company. Yeah. So how can you create meaning when all we do is sell oil in a can? Yeah. Because we're purpose-driven.
1: So what's a, what would I what would a new employee expect at WD40 when they get hired and what kind of turnover do you guys have I'm just curious. Very low turnover
0: yeah. obviously.
2: Yeah. Uh, they expect we're going to care we care about them and care means that you know we're going to be empathetic not ego driven so care means I want you as a as a tribe member at WD40 to know that I am here to help you step into the best version of your personal self we're going to be candid with you no lying no faking no hiding i believe most people don't lie i believe most people fake and hide and the reason they do is because of fear and we create that fear in an organization we say that we don't make mistakes we've i've never made a mistake in my life what i've had is millions of learning moments yeah right and a learning moment is the positive or negative outcome of any situation we're going to hold you accountable but the accountability goes both ways. Here's mm-hmm. what you can expect from me. Here's what I can expect from you. And we're going to be brave enough, curious enough to, and, and to be able to call each other on that accountability. And we expect to be responsible. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the four pillars that we sit on.
1: Yeah. I like the idea of it. Learning moments, you know, cause we're always going to fail, you know, that, and it's about, I always tell people fail faster, but, but win fast, you know, cause that's yeah. what you're really trying to do in the end. You're trying to get to where you want to go. You've said putting pleasure in the job puts perfection in the work. Talk more about that.
2: Yeah. Well, again, you know, we all know that what we like doing, we do we're be- We're better at doing it. Yeah. So, um, our culture, which is built around respect and dignity and having people be recognized for doing great work and for being on an, a path of continual improvement, brings pleasure into the job. Um, mm-hmm. And as I said, you know, 98% of our people say they love to tell people they work at our company. 97% of our people say they respect their coach. We don't have managers in the organization. Everyone's called a coach. Mm. The main reason most people leave companies is because they hate their boss. And in fact, there's some research that just came out recently that says 64% of people would take a pay cut if they could fire their boss.
1: Yeah. You know, I,
2: I, I told you about this guy, right?
1: Mm. Type A?
2: This is Al. Okay. Al, the soul-sucking CEO. Yeah, I was
1: going to ask you about that. Let me before, before we do that, I want to take a quick break. Then I want to come back and I want to talk about the soul-sucking CEO. Who is he or who is she? I want to know about that. i will be right back after this message
0: c-suite radio
1: let's talk about the soul-sucking ceo who is she or who is she, uh he uh this is this is
2: the person b- being a he or a she and uh it's a, it's a representative of behaviors that really create toxic environments, you know, and some of the behaviors that he has is his ego eats his empathy instead of his empathy eating mm-hmm. ego. He or she excludes people from critical conversations and decisions. He wants to be surrounded by servants whose job it is to tend to their... The, the emotional needs. He's ha- de- definitely stopped learning. He says he knows it all already. He doesn't care about anyone, what anyone else knows or thinks. He doesn't learn from experiences, never challenged or opposed by additional ideas. Micromanagers to the extent that they put, they, the input causes a delay in critical thinking. They do not keep their word and they break their promises. They manage by fear and they hate feedback. That's who that is.
1: And other than other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you like the theater? I mean, did you, like the, did you like the show, right? Yeah, right. And af- unfortunately, there's a lot of leaders
2: out there that are like that that are not that are creating these toxic environments where people hate going to
1: work. How many times have you worked for somebody like that? Fortunately, not too many. Fortunately, not too many. Why do you think those 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 CEOs like that exist? Why are they allowed to, to, to prosper, or, pro- or worse, propagate?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, again, I think it's um, they're, they're encouraged by short-termism. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's not they're not playing the, the infinite game; they're playing the finite game. You know, Simon Sinek's recent book, "The Infinite Game," um, is you know a real a real great description of what where, you, there's no there's no winning in business. It's about staying in the game, and uh, you know. I've off we're a public company, and um, you know I I often say I'm not smart enough to run my business or lead my business in ninety day intervals. So you know it's not about the last quarter and the last penny. You know we've had a compounded annual growth rate of total shareholder return over the last twenty years of fifteen percent a year. Our market cap's gone from two hundred and fifty million to two point five billion, while we've you know t- increased our revenue for x plus. Um, but we just sell oil in a can. Yeah. No, we don't. You know, we exist to create positive, <laughs> lasting memories, solving problems in factories, homes, and workshops around the world. We solve problems and we create opportunities. That's why we
1: exist. You know, and you think about, because I've always known WD-40 is this little thing in the blue and yellow can, right? I bought the same kind of stuff. Now, I went on, in anticipation of this interview, I went on, online and I saw two things. One was new products I didn't know that existed with the straw. Got to get that. And then I saw the flexible uh, sprayer. Oh, yeah. That was pretty cool. So you can get in the hard to reach places. I don't have that too many hard reach places, but I'm sure there's a lot of mechanics and a lot of people working in, you know, factories around the uh, world that need that kind of product where you can just move it around here and go over here and get over here and spray it right where you need it. But uh, the other thing I was, I was, I w- it was interesting, Carrie was I saw a video that showed about cleaning your deck. And getting your decks resprayed, and I thought, does, does WD forty have a product for that? And and then at the very bottom of that, it was a Home Depot. It was I don't even know if you know this is on your website, you, eh, so because we don't always see what's on our website. But there, it, it was a Home Depot, and I thought, why the heck are they doing it? Well, Home Depot sells a lot of their stuff. That's one. Two. At the very bottom, it, it said hint: you can use WD forty to spray on those screws to keep them from rusting and I thought, wow, what a cool thing to be able to use content that way. And I don't know who got permission to do that. Who did that? I'm sure they probably didn't ask for permission, but I thought that was just a unique way of being able to show your value.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that is. I mean, we, one of the things i love doing with wd40 being an aussie is i shine my barbecue with it i've got a stainless steel grill oh, a great yeah. hood on it and uh, but yeah we do a lot of uh, work uh, on our e-commerce and our our digital platforms uh, helping do it do their diy better and and kind of where included but uh, yeah we've got a whole range of products now called wd40 specialist and that a flexible product you're talking about, we call easy reach. Jeffrey, there's a real story to that. One of the ways we come up with ideas is we do something really dumb we listen to our end users. Right. Right. So, um, we were, we were observing people working in workshops and we were looking for pain points. And one of the pain points was how, you know, if you can imagine a car's up on a hoist and he's trying to get a muffler off and there's right. a bolt that you need some penetrant or WD-40 that's behind here, how does he get it there? Yeah. And, uh, they said, if, could you solve this problem? We said, well, we think we can. So we now have an eight-inch flexible straw that's made out of metal that you can bend, that stays in place, that's on the can, that makes the job easier for them to do, which is, you know, really, really – our end users love it. It, it. it allows them to get their job done quicker because the guy in the mechanic wants to get the car in, get it up on the hoist, get the job done, get it down, get it out. Yeah. That's how he, you know, earns his living. So we listen to our end users and – that, that delivery system cost us millions of dollars to develop and about five years to get it right because there's a lot in it. And, oh, right.
1: Uh, totally. Yeah. yeah, one little but, tiny piece off of it and it breaks off. You don't know, use it and it's in the field. That's not going to help you. That's not going to work. So it's, it's uh, exciting. What's the most unusual use of the product that you've ever heard of? That I can talk about here? Oh yeah. They're, they're all, well, yeah. And we we'll, that'll be the, after the event or after the broadcast, we'll, we'll put that in the, in the outtake. <laughs> uh,
2: there's a couple, uh, one that I think is really cute. There was a lady in the Midwest who used to have a bird feeder. So it was, it was up on a, a pole and it had a, like a dish on the top was a metal pole mm-hmm. and the squirrels used squirrels. to run up and get in. So she'd spray the the pole with WD-40. So the squirrel, you know, (laughs) wasn't able to get up um, the the pole. The other one that's really interesting is that uh, there was a a burglar who was trying to rob a bank. I think it was in Colorado. And to get into the bank, he went in through the air conditioning duct um, and he was naked and he got stuck. Um, and the fire brigade came to take him out, and they sprayed a little WD 40 around the edge of the thing, and they could pull out the naked, naked burglar. So,
1: That's so that crazy. was pretty interesting. So, how safe is your secret? You know, I know that Coca-Cola keeps their recipe sacred and, and, and locked down. How, how secret is yours? And do you have to fight off any knockoffs from time to time? I'm curious about that
2: yeah I mean yes the the formula is secret, and um, we protect it as best we can uh, we're counterfeited and knocked off um, yeah. there's two different uh, counterfeit when we're counterfeited they're really counterfeiting our trade dress mm. they, you know you know so it's a blue and yellow can that just looks like w d forty but it has kerosene inside and we've had that in China and other markets around the world it's getting better, and then knockoffs are you know people i, I we have a a room in our building in san diego i call it the mortuary because it has examples of all these knockoffs like wq 42 and you know wd you know 50 and all this sort of stuff and you know we we protect our brand Our, our two biggest assets are our people number one and our brand number two yeah and every day i get up to do whatever i need to do to protect those
1: that's an awesome, it's an awesome story. So what, um, not only do you run a successful business, but you found time to reach the college level. So what do you see in the next generation of business leaders?
2: Um, I think we're going through a really, really interesting time right now. You know, I've, I've learned, I've made a list of about 40 learnings I've had going through this COVID thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of them that is really interesting is in times of great and real need, we can pivot around fear. And I think this, one of the things that I think this could be a wake up call and to CEOs out there who are listening, wake up. It is all about the, your people. Please do what you need to do now to create cultures where people actually want to go to work each day. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you're you're all tender hearted. I'm an Aussie. I'm tough minded. I'm tender hearted. I, you know, I have a heart of gold and the backbone of steel. I think I, I, can, I can move across those things, but it's a matter of really caring. So leaders of the future have got to really continue to involve their people, bring out the brilliance of others uh, you know love them up, be candid uh, and 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 really help people win and if you help people win you'll win.
1: Yeah. That's the name of the thing. There's a lot of good that's going to come out of this A lot of bad without question. Yeah. Anytime someone gets sick or injured or hurt, not a good thing. Nobody in business likes that, but there's a lot of great things that have come out of it. And one of those has been this interview. And so I want to thank you, Gary, for coming and be a part of this, be a part of all business with Jeffrey Hazlett. And I'm looking forward to reaching back out to you and having you with our hero club, our value-based leaders that we have. I think it'll be a special, uh, Special treat to have you there talking with them about the values of WD-40 and how it applies across the board. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, good. night. It's been great to be with you. Thanks, Jeffrey. As they say, good on you. Good on you, Gary. Thank you so good much. Good on you, you, mate. Good on you. All right. At the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. i tell you what it was. I, I well, First of all, just a nice guy. Wouldn't you like to work with him? Wouldn't you like to have this guy as your friend? I mean, that was a, that came through loud and clear. But i tell you, it was about learning moments, not mistakes, right? You know, I've always talked about this. And then, don't fail fast. You want to win fast. They're learning moments. That's what it is. I love the way he phrased that. And uh, you need to go out there and make sure that you find those mistakes and turn them into learning moments. Not, not something that's going to shut you down. Like, like right now with COVID, like you can't. We can't accept the alternative is going to shut you down. How are you going to do it differently in a better way? That's what we got to be able to do right now. Hey. Thanks so much for listening right here on All Business with Jeffrey it. Don't forget to tell your friends about us and C-Suite Radio. We'd love to have you come and listen to more and more of the great content that we put out. It's been a pleasure.